All right, so three, two, one. All right, got that time. All right, so first episode of BS Coast to Coast with Benny and Connor. Mm-hmm. Mm. How's the uh, how's the weather out on that side of the world? Hot, humid, Hot, disgusting. Humid. There's like 73 last night when I went to the grocery store. Not too bad over here. That's gross. It's 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 like 73 now, but it's just humid as hell. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's not like that here, thank God. Yeah, hate humidity. Uh, I left that on the East Coast. Don't regret it. Yeah, that's gross. So Benny mm-hmm. is from Kansas. Mm-hmm. He's a he's a Navy veteran, and that's where he got indoctrinated into the furry culture. I don't, I don't know if you're coming right out of the gate with that, but yes, you you are correct. And that's pretty much your whole personality now. I I don't my whole personality. Do other stuff. So, what, t- tell us about your time in the Navy. In the Navy. In the Navy. So, I was in Sonar Tech in the Navy. We're going to hear that a lot. Um, I was on destroyers, smaller ships, um, the workhorse of the Navy, you know? They go everywhere, they do all the stuff, they do all the little stuff, they, you know, patrol everywhere. Uh, I loved it. You know, I, I it's, it's one of the best things I ever did in my life. And it taught me so much. But it didn't teach me hardly anything about being a real adult in the world. And, you just uh, had to re-indoctrinate yourself into real life once you were done? I felt like I felt like when I got out of the Navy, because I, 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 I came from a small town in Kansas, so I didn't learn a lot about the world. Until I joined the Navy, so it was through jaded eyes of the U.S. military. And I got out of the Navy in San Diego, and it was like, it's what I would imagine would be like getting done with college and then getting your first job and going out in the world. But it happened to me at 28, you know, instead of 20, 21, 22. So it was a little, it's a little interesting. When did you go in and get out? I went in in August of 07, and then I got out in August of 16. 17, 17, 10 years. Was there anything huge that you feel like you missed during that time? Was there like any like major world events that you were just completely oblivious to? The housing crisis happened in 08. And I didn't realize that was even a big thing until years later. Didn't even affect me. Didn't affect my friends. Didn't affect anything. And then... But what about, like, trends? Were there, like, any, like, trends or, like, any crazy online things that you had no idea were even a thing? Oh, yeah. I didn't know... Like, you, uh, you I, never missed, looked like, at, I never looked at Vine... Uh, until like two or three years ago, when it was irrelevant. Now, is, uh, is Vine even still a thing? I thought they 
banish that to the Shadow Realm. You can still find like Vine videos on YouTube and stuff, and they're fun to watch. Um, but yeah, largely social media and trends, I, I really didn't keep up on. Fashion, I didn't keep up on. Um, none of that. You we were so institutionalized in the military. You live in your you own little community. You missed so much. Like you missed like the big rise of YouTube and like, like the rise of just like people on YouTube, like Smosh and PewDiePie and Tabuscus, like all the YouTubers that were big in the early 2010s. Like you would just oh, miss yeah. all of that. I know of them, but I can't. I can't. No, I wasn't watching any of that. I wasn't really even paying attention to any of that. Like, Do you even have like? How much access to the internet did you actually have? I had, I had all of it. I had a laptop. I had internet every day. Like I, I just we were so focused on what's happening in our world, in our little world, that I, I didn't pay much attention to the outside world. You know, all my friends, were, all my friends were Navy, Navy people, and uh, everything I did was for the Navy. So, where were you stationed for most of it? Uh, I did all my sea, my sea tour in Virginia, Norfolk, Virginia. So I was there. I was there from 2009 to 2013, and then I went to Whidbey Island, Washington, for three years, which was fun. It was weird. So you're still mostly like on the mainland. You weren't. No, I never went overseas. Um, a couple guys did. If I would have stayed in, I would have gone to Japan. But I didn't realize. But no, I did East Coast, I did West Coast. I kind of did all the U.S. Except Florida. But no one wants to go to Florida. Like, yeah. yeah. We, were, we pulled in a port there for like a week one time. That was enough. That was enough Florida for me for the rest of my life. I went to Florida when I was six and I was at Disney World, which is like the most isolated place of Florida. Oh yeah, it's like you get the Florida, but you don't get the Florida. You get you're enough in Florida, of Florida. You get you get the gist of it, but you don't. You're not ingratiated it into the right way. Yeah. So, That's but you also mean. you also grew up in Kansas. I grew up in the middle of nowhere, Kansas. Like, and I'm from New York. Mm-hmm. But not New York City. I am right. from upstate New York, which is a completely different world. I've heard of that. It's not even like remotely comparable. And so like where I grew up wasn't like a terrible place in New York. Mm-hmm. Even though it was very small. But then for a few years I lived in like the actual boonies like i actually lived in a swamp jesus so like what 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 kind of people did you grow up with like who who are the weird people in your town like i just wonder if it is comparable to mine so my town and this is where a lot of people have misconception and it's probably probably, you're probably the same people probably think this way about you too is like people associate like people where I'm from with like southerners and like your stereotypical rednecks. 
And a lot of those people aren't. They're farmers, they're field workers, you know, ranchers and stuff like that. And uh, they're really homely and they're really down to earth. And uh, do you, wait, do you mean home? home do you mean homey? Home. Home. Like they're, like like they're not fancy. Or they're not, oh no, no, they're not like no, yeah, homey. Pardon my English. I learned it in Kansas. Um, uh, they're very down to earth, right? They're very, you know, everybody knows how to work on a car. Everybody knows how to cook. Everybody knows all these basic home things. And so the outliers were the people who had a lot of money, who were like, the people I live with now here in LA were like the outliers um, back home. So we're. I live, um, well, both towns I lived in were college towns, but they were very, very different types of college towns. Mm. Like, where I live now is, like, it's a small college, a very small college. There's only one campus, and it's very small, but it's very wealthy, too. Mm. Like, it's a big, like, private school, so, like, I'm kind of used to like the people who are more on the wealthy side but when i lived like really in the heart of central new york like really in the boonies Mm -hmm. that's where i got like all the different people i was like it wasn't even that far down the road it was like a half hour away from where i live now it was a completely different experience it's like you got kind of the same uh thing like you said where it's like everyone's kind of down to earth but everyone was also very crazy like half of the people would be what you would expect like to be people from like the deep south i mean they they yeah yeah they're just not as they're just not as stereotypical in the way they act a lot but the craziness, I think, is there. I, I, I uh, the one story I use for that is, um, I came back in 2015 from my buddy's wedding. I was still in the Navy. I was his best man, and you know, we had his wedding. I swear, half the town was there, which was like not that many people. But we did his wedding, right? We had a blast. Everybody knew about it. And there was a party out in a field somewhere where we had like we had a bonfire going, but then we thought that was weak, so we had two bonfires. And then we're like, well, we can make a triangle to have three bonfires. So we had three bonfires out there. And we just really... But I mean, to us, that's normal. It's whatever. That's cool. But... Yeah. You know. I, I kind of like a different experience, though, I think, of the town, too, because I also worked at a bar. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you got like all like the drunks and the regulars in there. Um... Like we had a we had a lot of weird people and experiences that would come in. And so like I was like ingratiated in all of that. Like it, it was probably like only like a month or two of working there and I already knew like all of the regulars and stuff and you know, knew their names, what they did and I mean we got like a weird it was a weird crowd. Like everybody knew everybody 
that's like, that's kind of cool. And you saw side of people that I wouldn't have seen um, because I didn't work in a place like that, which is cool. Yeah, a lot of that I wish I hadn't seen. <laughs> there, there was a lot. Like, like I said, everyone knew everyone, so there was like all sorts of drama and stuff, and oh, yeah. there were all sorts of weird characters we had roll through. Like, um, we had the uh, the town drunk. We'll uh, we'll call him Wayne. And so, uh, Wayne was he, he always showed up really early and he had a job as a janitor at the college mm-hmm. and r- the second work got out he rode his bike over because he lost his license because of too many dwis yeah. and so he rode over on his bike and he always get there early and sometimes he would like go missing like, he'd be there, and then he'd leave without telling anyone, which is sometimes weird. Somet- so- sometimes it was normal, but sometimes it was weird, because usually you'd make, like, a big thing about how he's leaving, and then other times you'd slip out. Mm-hmm. But one time, uh, he stayed kind of late, for him at least. Like, he left around, like, 8, which isn't that late, but, I mean, when you get there at three and you're been drinking the whole time like he'd been there a while right and he left and was gone for like an hour and understand like he didn't live far down the road and he was gone for an hour and then he came back and he was like boy i i had to i had to come back because uh we were all confused. We were like, Wayne, what are you doing back here? We thought you left. And he's like, well, I had to come back because my mother locked me out of the house because I was drunk. Oh, my God. And the whole time we were trying to piece together, where was he for that hour? He's like a 10-minute walk at most away from the bar, and he had he rode his bike, and then he came back. So we couldn't figure out where he had been for a whole hour between Lost. when he left, when his mother locked him out, <laughs> and when he came back. And also, my favorite part is his mother locked him out of the house because he was drunk. Okay. So why why was his first instinct to go back to the place that caused the reason he got locked out of the house? You got to stick to what you know. And there was one time, um, this was one time that he stayed uh, really late, uh, pretty much the time the bar was closing, and I was usually still there around closing time, because usually we'd finish up like an hour or two before, and then just kind of hang out, have a few drinks after work, mm-hmm. and then uh, I'd usually help the bartender uh, shut down, and he was there one night at closing time and he went outside and put his little helmet on, got on his bike and was all ready to go. And it was like the middle of the night. I mean, this was like one, two in the morning and he puts his sunglasses on 
he's like, ah, oh, man, I, I can't see. It's so, it's so dark. I can't see anything. We're like, Wayne, you're wearing your sunglasses. He's like, well, yeah, I have to do it so the sun's not on my eyes while I'm going home. I'm like, you just said how <laughs> dark it was. <laughs> So you really, you really didn't have any people like that in Kansas? We, 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 it was strange because people who acted, who acted improperly, I guess you would say, kind of weren't. They weren't friends. It was like because you had a friend. So my town had like four thousand people in it, right? You had a group of people that was the whole town. They were all friends with each other. And you had people who were just kind of on the fringes that you didn't interface with, right? So there were people like that in our, in our town, but they weren't people that the general masses really talked to and stuff, and they were kind of loners. It was kind of strange. It was like a... I don't know. I like a lot of stuff about living in a small town like that, but some of it didn't. Yeah, I guess I kind of was more... And there wasn't, like, a big college or anything. There wasn't any of that. Like, the, the biggest thing we had was industry. So we had a Gates Rover company, and we had a company that made transmissions for big rigs. We had a Russell Stover candy factory, and that was 80% of the industry in my hometown. Like, well, the crazy also, thing with where I was is um, there was such a disconnect between the college and the town. And, like I said, it wasn't like a very big college mm -hmm. but it was just there's like you never saw people from the college out in town unless it was like picking up food somewhere mm -hmm. so it's not like the college was a big part of the town where like in where i live now where there is a college like you see like students like out on the street like going out hanging out at local places that wasn't the case where i was mm -hmm. and i kind of understand it though because um my college was mostly comprised of kids from the city yeah and then they're just like placed into this town that has like one traffic light in the middle of the swamp and also, you're in, like, the heart of the country. So, I mean, like, yeah. obviously, like, there's a lot of people in the town who are, like, you know, for a lack of better words, have traditional values and, like, are a bit more <laughs> yeah. racist sometimes. We, we had that back home, too. That was actually, actually a big reason why I didn't go back home. Um it wasn't bad in Kansas, right? It's, it's, it's not bad in Kansas, but it's still there. Like, the undertones are still there. And, you know, you're raised to be a Bible-willing Republican, especially in the Midwest. And it was kind of like, not... Like, me and maybe opened my mind up a lot about things, about the world. And it's not how I want to live my life. So, you know... Part of the reason why, the big reason why I, I, I'm not back home is because there's nothing to do in a, in a county that has 16,000 people in it. And then another part of it is I don't agree with a lot of things that go on in that part of the world, that part of the U.S. So I'm out here in L.A. 
Yeah, I haven't. It it was it was very weird because it was like two different cultures. Like I would go to college and like have this very different view of the world. Um like, you know, like I said, it's like a lot of people from the city and a lot of more I guess you could say like progressive viewpoints and stuff like that. And then I'd go to work and it would be like the exact opposite it's like very like traditional type people who have like views straight out of the 1960s so it was it was a, just such a weird weird dichotomy to have yeah, yeah once, once i left i can never go back i mean, I, would, I would go back and live there like i would live in a small town i mean Maybe, uh, you know, I don't know. Not yet, but maybe. But I wouldn't want to live in that atmosphere. You know, I'd, I'd, I'd be just as intent on going, going either back to Washington or something like that. Uh, hmm. And living in a small town up there. But I know my aunt, I was similar to mine. She lives in, uh, she was south of Tacoma. She lives near Mount Rainier up there. And she's never going back. How much experience did you get, like, in other places that went in the navy uh, like you said you're in virginia but were you like did you like travel like yeah. around well so when i was in virginia so in the u.s i'll do the u.s first when i was in virginia i went all the way up jersey's right as far as i got because atlantic city's fun it's not great it's not a good place but it's a lot of fun um and i've been down to fort lauderdale went to fort lauderdale for fleet week which is a lot of fun um, so I saw a lot of the South and I saw some of the Northern culture and which is different from the Midwest because I mean, it's, it's wholly different regions, wholly different kind of people, wholly different traditions. Um, but I didn't go overseas. I went to England, I went to England, I went to France, went to Dubai, went to Bahrain, and I went to an island paradise called Seychelles. And... I wasn't there very long for each one, but each one was a unique experience to see a little bit of the rest of the world and how people view us, right? It was like, in, in England, we got a good critique of how we were as people from a different different, uh, different group, you know? Yeah, what and do they think of us? I, they, they really like us. They all think we're cowboys. And, and we don't do anything to dissuade that, right? We're all crazy second amendment supporting you know getting drunk all the time like americans getting drunk and like the english getting drunk we both party real hard but americans get disruptive and we do english, it in different ways just relax um that's France, why in america we have bars and in england they have pubs yeah yeah, and they are very they are very different. Uh, they both serve food and alcohol, but that's about what the similarities in. Because when we were in England, we went to London. I got pictures of it and stuff. But like we went and saw, you know, the Tower of London. We went and saw um, the River Thames and walked across it and stuff. But we went to a pub to get a beer after lunch, and you know, you get your beer, and the doors open. You just walk outside and sit along the wall. They had a bit of stone wall across the street. And we were all just hanging out with everybody. 
Like, oh, you Americans, it's so cool, you know. Um, I was on the Winston Churchill from our first ship, so you pull in England on a ship called Winston Churchill, you get treated like a celebrity. Um, but it it made me kind of embarrassed for the rowdiness that, that Americans just naturally kind of have. You know, because we can be polite, we can be professional, we can do all this stuff, right? But ultimately, as a society, kind of rowdy, we're kind of rough, we, we work hard, we play even harder. And uh, a lot of the world doesn't do that. Not publicly, at least. Not, not the way you see Americans. How does that differ in the way that, like, somewhere like Dubai saw us? Dubai, they all want to be us. It was strange. Dubai was really strange because you saw all the kids wearing, like, Jordans and, like, cargo shorts and jerseys and stuff. And, like, they were... All the older people were, like... They, all, they almost all wore suits. They all wore traditional dress. Like, traditional clothing. Um, but the younger kids were all... Like, you wanted to be us. Like, they were like, oh, you're American. That's so cool. Asking us questions about it and stuff, right? And the older people were professional, polite. You know. Like, even more so than here. Like, like if you go to a store... Like, if you want to personalize... I bought a, I bought a Kielsen rug. And... The guy who told me was really polite, but he was, he had that, you know, when you talk to someone you're older and they think they're better than you, they could be or they could not, but they assume they are because they're older. And everyone that was older had that mentality. All of them. And they were all guys. You didn't talk to anyone. That was also another weird thing. I didn't see a single woman running a store and went to the big mall. But wait, did you like see women around them? Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. But you didn't, you know, like like when you went to a shop, you didn't talk to a woman; you talked to a man, and that was very strange. Um, we did go to the giant water park there, which was a little more progressive. Um, they still had the the burkas that were swimsuits, and they had and they had face coverings and stuff, which was interesting to see. But everybody was a little more open when we went to the when we went there. But mm. it was still like it's just, it's just exposure to new culture, and it's it's how they are. It's not how we are, but you you fly about it. You respectfully, you're in their country. Um, Do they like have any like what opinions that they have about Americans? We they find. Americans do a lot of things to excess. They do a lot of a lot of things more, more just just more than anyone else, and they don't. Other cultures don't really like that as much, especially the Middle Eastern cultures. If you want to go get drunk, you have to go to a hotel. You can't be out. You can't be outside. Um, if you like, when you go out, you have to wear like we had to wear button-down shirts. Everywhere, except for the water park, um, because of how the culture was. Like, uh, even if you're just like going out to get like pick up food and. I like, wore polos everywhere, but even that was kind of. The other one you saw was in slacks and a button up. And it, it, was like, it was like 90 degrees there, and they were still wearing these clothes. And I'm just like, I don't know. It just. 
It just seems so overly professional. What we what we saw because remember we saw Dubai, which is you know probably different from the rest of the world. But like, yeah, it was it was strange. It was a nice place. It was, it was, a, it was a really it was a lot of fun to go to go there go see. You know, I saw the world's tallest building. I saw the indoor um, ski park. Like, I saw all that stuff. But it's it's a culture shock when you go over there and when you see and you see people who don't like Americans. There were neighborhoods that were Syrian neighborhoods, and they you could tell by the flags that were flying, and you just stayed out of them. Hmm. You know, the, it, was, it was just a different just a different experience. It was it was a very good experience. I'd say the one, the one I, the one I liked the least was France, because the French didn't really? like us. France was amazing. The French, though, were not. They just like don't like outsiders. Oh, they, they. So you go up to someone in public and they ask them a question, and they're like, no, 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 and they walk away. They're just so. Yeah, that was. They're just so. That, mean. That's always like a crazy thing to me is, um, like. A lot of people see America as being like a really bad place for like foreigners in terms of like, you know, trying to immigrate here and move here from somewhere else. But we're really not that different from the rest of the world when you really look at it. Because um, I had a teacher whose daughter uh, moved to Ireland mm-hmm. and like people just didn't want her there like they do not want people who aren't irish in ireland and like like uh ethnically they were irish like they had irish ancestry but like since they weren't born there like they don't want other people there so it's like extremely hard to move there if you want to yeah I've heard I've heard uh, Japan is Japan is even worse. Japan is probably the worst. Because there's a yeah, guy I've... I was in the Navy. He was he he was the guy who um he worked with me for a little while, but he ended up leaving the company on good terms. He just wanted to do something different. But he was half Japanese. His dad was or his mom was Japanese. His dad was white, and he was a Navy brat. But he went to Japan and. You can tell he's not full Japanese, right? But they treated him just like any other outsider. They're like, yeah. He couldn't go anywhere. Like, he can only go certain places and stuff. And they were so, like, insular. They were so against any kind of outsiders going to a lot of places over there. Yeah, and I've heard, like, they don't really think much of it. Um, I heard a story Mm -hmm. about a guy who went to a bar in Japan and they won't let him in because it was Japanese. Like, the, you could only enter that bar if you were from Japan, mm-hmm. if you're, like, s- just straight-up Japanese. And they told him, like, there's a bar down the road where you can go, where they accept foreigners. And uh, he said, like, it turned into, like, a big thing, and, like, they called the cops on him, and, like, he said they just couldn't understand why it was an issue for him like they didn't understand why he wouldn't just go down to the other bar down the road instead yeah so it's like just a very 
don't want to say strange, but it's like very different than here. Like, so there's just the European countries are like that a little bit, but not as bad, not near as bad. Even in yeah. France, wasn't near as bad. I just didn't like French people. They were they annoyed me, but they're fine. But yeah, a lot of countries, you know, you go to you go to a lot of these countries, they don't have a lot of foreigners. America is so diverse compared to a lot of these other countries. And yeah, like every, everyone here is in some regard a foreigner. Yeah. Unless you're like a hundred percent Native American. Yeah. <laughs> Which like isn't even really a thing anymore. No, I like there's very few yeah. like completely yeah like there's kind of a misconception that here in new york we have a lot of them because we have like all the big casinos and stuff that are on nation territory Mm -hmm. but it's really not like and and there's also like the misconception that they're all really rich like most yeah most of like the tribe members and stuff live in trailer parks like it's a very few um native people who actually like are in the casino industry and rich because of it yeah and um even then it's like very few of them are still like a hundred percent Native American, like it's just kind of you know, eventually their cultures intertwined and the reservations opened up a little bit, so you know, other people started coming in and now, you know, it's just they're basically just other people who have like English blood or whatever, like mm-hmm. it's all basically the same now. So, uh, anyways, uh, you have any topics you want to get into? Hmm. Any anything rattling your brain right now? I will say, uh, I have a lot of this is something that I didn't really think about because I don't. I never really had a lot of younger friends um, before I met you and you and some of my other friends. Um, the generational difference between older people, I'm talking 40s, 50s, like old 40s, and, and you know, 30 and below, mid-30s and below, is so crazy. Because, and this, you know, this, this might be a weird topic to bring up, but I was talking to um, my buddy about his son, and uh, he's 40... 49, I think he's 50 next year, and his son's 22, and, uh, you know, he's talking about some problems he's got with his son, and I'm like, none of these are problems, his son's just doing what he wants to do, you know, it's like, there's a, there's a certain way that, 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 you know, kids should act, and it's not, it's not true, and it's not correct. Yeah, but it's not... I've seen it. I've seen it a lot more and more lately. You know, because I'm on. You know, before I was never on social media. I never followed a lot of stuff. But now that I'm branching out and exploring different things, I'm seeing 
a lot of these issues coming up. And it's it's getting worse and worse. But it's 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 crazy how how tone deaf some of the some of the older older generations are to Well it's kind of it's kind of, I'm kind of in a weird spot because um even though there's like a nine year difference between you and me, like even still old, Yeah, but even still my brothers are older than you. Yeah, so that's crazy. Like like so like a lot of the stuff that like you were into and like you watched as a kid, like I was exposed to. Like half the stuff I'm into today, like um I wouldn't have ever had any experience with if it weren't for my brothers. Mm-hmm. Like I honestly I probably saw stuff that I shouldn't have at such a young age because of the huge age difference between um my brothers and myself, but it's so I'm kinda in like a weird uh middle space where it's like I I get that too where it's like there's some things that are just different but at the same time like I have a lot more exposure to a lot of like a really good example is like Dragon Ball Z which I loved as a kid but none of my friends like even knew what it was because like by the time like I got into elementary school and stuff like that, um, Dragon Ball Z Kai hadn't come out yet, and it had pretty much run its course on Cartoon Network. So it's like as in this weird mill space where it's like nobody knew what it was, but I, you know, had, like had the episodes on DVDs for my brother and um, like played all the games, so it was like a huge part of my childhood. Mm-hmm. But it's something that I had in common with none of my friends. Yeah, I I got that in the Navy quite a bit, too, because I was kind of young. When I had gone in, in in 2007, 2008, a lot of older people were going in because of the housing market crash, right? Um, how, old, how old can you be? Isn't the cutoff 26 to enlist? 20... No, it's, well, I, thought it was, I thought it was, I thought it was 32, and then if you get a waiver, you can increase it, because we had a guy in our division who was like 34, and he had to get maybe a special waiver. Maybe it's getting drafted as 26. Uh, I think it is, I think that sounds right. Okay. And I think going to officer candidate school might be in your mid-20s, somewhere in there. Mm. Um, you want their officers to be in the Navy for a long time. Well, uh, There's also, also got to be different things, too, though, like depending on what job you take, right? Yeah, if you, I mean, you're not you're not going to be, unless you're that weird hyper-fit guy, you're not going to be uh, any kind of special warfare, any kind of, like, I mean, probably like won't even be infantry, you know, as an older guy. Um, like if you just wanted to be the guy who, like, comes in and, like, delivers mail to people, I don't think they're going to be like, oh, you're, you're, you're too old for that. Oh, what are you doing here? Those, get out of here. Those are the guys who get waivers, though, right? Like your admin guys, your your technicians. Your he's always a technician in the navy, which means I wore coveralls and was covered in grease. 
more than I ever handle handled a gun. Right, like I don't get me wrong, I was on I, I used cruiser weapons, I shot the fifty cows, I shot the twenty five millimeters, you know, I qualified on every weapon, but we're not soldiers, we're sailors. And there's a lot of leeway in what you can get and what you can get away with in that. You, know, you don't have to be as physically active. You have to be smart. So their standards for what they look for are a little bit different. What they allow is a little bit different. You know, the, the Marines are a whole other story, right? Because you get like a 30-year-old guy who's kind of out of shape. They're going to say no because they don't have time to, to put you in shape. And you're just going to be a liability. And they're going to waste money on you. So it varies a little bit. But there's a lot of leeway, so, you know. So in your, but in your, like, sector or whatever like mm. they had the older people oh yeah oh yeah, yeah. and they're they're just avoiding the housing crisis i think so uh, but i didn't know about that until like i said years later so <laughs> i never thought to ask people i never i never thought anything of it I, it's just you know i get to my first ship i'm i'm 19 and i think i turned 20 i turned 20 i was, I was 20 and i outrank half the people there and they're all in their mid, they're all in their mid twenties, and I'm like the young kid, you know, learning this stuff, doing this stuff, and it was just it was very strange, and it's kind of not normal for the military, but at that time it was normal. But that also taught me a lot of lessons because when I came in, a lot of people, a lot of my leaders were older, so a lot of values and a lot of things I learned were from older people, and those were the people I hung out with. You know, so that was also coming back to it, right? You were talking about um, missing, you know, world events, missing cultural events and things like that. I used to hang out with older guys who didn't have, you know, who didn't watch Vine, who didn't watch YouTube. Um, and that was a byproduct of the, the Navy. So when I got out and I got friends that were civilians and they were younger and they're like, made all these references to pop culture i'm like i don't know what any of that is and they're like looking at me like i got two heads you know marvel cinematic universe what's that yeah well i know movies and stuff but not to the point not to the extent of like i learned so much more maybe taught me a lot of values that i still keep today but as far as the rest of the world i learned way more in the five years i've been out six years almost that i've been out so I think both experiences were good. Both both times helped me build the character that I am today. The person I am today. But then, like, still a lot of that you feel like... Like you were talking about your friend who's, like, going on 50 and just says... Even still with that experience, has, like, completely different values. Yeah. Yeah, it's strange. It's, it's strange sometimes. But I don't know. I I always wonder. One of one of the big things I contemplate was like, I learned. What if I only did six years in the military? Right? My first enlistment was six years. I did another four. What if I only did that six years? What would it have been different? And I don't know. I kind of go back to that every now and then. So I would have been getting out of the Navy in in Virginia. I'd have been twenty four. You know, it just. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not regretting anything about the Navy, but 
I was wondering what well, you're, well, you were still in the Navy during the huge uh, timeline split where Harambe died. I remember Harambe. Um, that's where the timeline yeah. split. That's where ever. That's why the world is the way it is today. Yeah. There's a timeline where Harambe survived, and they're living in a paradise. I know. That's, that's the way Every, it goes. Everything is literally just because Harambe. That is why the world is the way it is. It seems like so much changed after that. Like that was that was, was a timeline split. Event. Yeah. It, there is a universe out there where that gorilla is still in that cage pounding his chest and the world is perfect. I I think that was about the time when I really started like looking at you know the news and looking at pop culture too because I don't know. It was like an event that affected us all. It's strange. It's such a weird time. And speaking of weird, to move on to another topic. Uh, so, do you remember like three, four weeks ago, roughly about a month ago, there was the woman on the plane? who, like, got up and started causing a huge ruckus and pointing her finger at another passenger, like, that motherfucker, yeah. he's not real. He's He he is not real, and this plane is going to crash, and it's all going to go down. Yeah, I remember that. I remember looking at that. Yes, yeah, so uh, we got some new footage of it, too, um, of her not arrest but them escorting her out of the airport mm-hmm. and it appears from that that she was most likely drunk like she hit a few too many uh mini too many of those little yeah those little bottles that they give you at the airport and then hopped on and uh that was probably the reason for her outburst but in addition to that she also came forward and released an apology video very good which is like this this has been a weird year for apology videos it's like every week there's a new apology video and this this one was not done with a ukulele, unfortunately. Missed opportunities. But she came forward, she apologized, but she clarified basically nothing. So, like, there's still just a lot of speculation on what the freakout exactly was about and what she was talking about when she said the guy wasn't real. Mm-hmm. Because basically all she said was like, I'm sorry this happened. I'm sorry if I frightened anyone on the plane. And I'm really embarrassed that I acted in the way that I did. And that's basically it. Hmm, I, I don't know. But there was... Did, how far into that rabbit hole did you go? I I didn't put a lot of stock into it because 
to me, it always seems like every so often nowadays, people are like something strange happens and it turns out to be nothing. So I kind of get desensitized to it a little bit. See, um, my brother and I like followed this, like, we went deep into it and there were just so many dumb takes on it because there were a bunch of people saying like she was onto something she found one of the reptilian robots on the plane and she was warning everyone that they were gonna crash the plane and like the the running theory on X formerly known as Twitter was (laughs) that it was a reptilian and or robot planted there by the government to see if anyone would notice that they put one on the plane. And this woman just so happened to have noticed. I don't know. You hear a lot. You hear a lot of stuff. I feel like Twitter and TikTok have become like this just cesspool of stupid conspiracy theories. Oh yeah. Like more so than ever. Like like there's certain conspiracy theories that like I can understand. You know, like like 9/11 or the Kennedy assassination or the Titanic being an insurance scam like I don't believe them, but I can see why somebody might think that. There are, there are, there are other things ones that might make sense, yeah. Are just so brain dead. Like, it doesn't make sense why this would even be a thing. Like, did you see the uh, TikTok giant one? The giant. Yeah, so there was a guy who um, captured a video of a giant on a mountain allegedly yeah he was driving down the road and he took a video of what looks like a giant person walking across the mountain and it was just nothing it was what he actually captured was a um was a tower And just kind of the way that, like, he was moving down the road and, like, how you're looking at the tower, it looked almost as if it was a person walking. But so many people were, like, so dead set on the fact that he actually saw a giant. And he came forward and said that he hadn't. Like, he was like, yeah, it was just like a stupid video but he also kind of played into it because the way he did it he made it look like he was reading a script and like very under duress so then people were like the government captured him made him film this video you can see him reading the script and they're pointing a gun at him making him read this Mm -hmm. and then people went even further because he just like stopped posting because that was it. And they were like, that that's the proof. The proof is in the pudding. They killed him. He's gone off of social media. He's he's vanished. There's no more of him here. And they use that as like proof that the government killed him for what he found. And when the 
um, information came forward that it was like a tower. Like someone went on Google Earth to the spot that he supposedly captured the giant mm-hmm. and showed like it's a tower. People were like, well, the, the government obviously built the tower there so that they could say that's what it was the entire time. The, the tower wasn't there before. It's, it's brand new. The government built it to cover the whole thing up. I mean, I mean, here's my my thing with that is the government has the power to do a lot of stuff, right? And there's a lot of stuff they will cover up, but like, there's so many far-fetched little things that just don't seem like they just don't fit in the budget. Is the biggest thing for me. Um, there's another thing that always gets me too is something that a lot of conspiracy theories miss is why. Yeah. Like. Um, there's a conspiracy theory that the Challenger explosion was uh, not real and that all of the people are still alive and like there are people who look kind of similar with similar names out there in society. But like, why? What does it, it give us? What does it give, what does it yeah, give like, to the businesses? What, and, like, it's yeah, what, over like, NASA. What do you gain? It, it messed up Lockheed, right? Like, yeah. Like, if anything, it just makes it you look worse because you had a shuttle that exploded. Why would you Why would you want people to think that was the case? That's what, like, a lot of these conspiracy theories lack is the why. Like, what's the incentive to do it? Like, you have, like, yeah, you have these, like, little parts that you can connect... But what's the point of all of it? Yeah, there's, there's, you no, know, that's a question. People always say, oh, it's got to be a big, be a bigger play. Oh, there's got to be something going on. It's like, what, what could be going on though? Like, really? You know, I, it's, it's like, does the government have the power to make somebody disappear? Yes. Have they done it before? Yes. But like, do they have a reason to, to do it? Yeah. Did, no. Did some guy <laughs> ran spouting off. You know, I saw this, I saw that. Who, who cares, right? Like, with the way news is, only half the people in the world are going to believe them, if that. Um, you know, there's better resources to be spent, right? Spying on Russia, North Korea, you know, driving around the world. Like, oh, there's better things for them to spend their money on than monitoring Americans, who are arguably, like, easy to monitor because we have Facebook, put everything on social media and on the Internet. Like, you don't have to even try that's always something like even even bigger too like just like so many random theories like like let's say like the giant was real like this guy did capture a giant moving across the mountain what reason would the government have for covering that up and executing the guy because he saw it yeah the government especially the right like yeah like, like they, have, they come out of their ivory tower and they come down and they, and they smite this guy. Yeah, they have no stake in it. Like, what yeah. what does that change about our world if there's a giant walking across a mountain? Uh, but on that same note, have you been keeping up with the the alien stuff that's been coming out the past couple of weeks? No. I've seen it. I've seen the articles. Um, I've seen the admission of the Air Force, but I haven't actually read any of them. I that's 
I haven't either, and it's so out of character for me. I'm usually on top of everything, like aliens and space, but I have not looked into this much. Well, you know, you you always ask yourself when you think about that, right? Like, the universe is a vast place. There's got to be somebody else out there. There can't not be anybody. But the question of if technology is possible to, like, get here from somewhere else in the universe. Think about this. Humankind has had fire, has had the ability to make technological things for hundreds of years. But there's a lot of things that push back against that, right? Like, uh, gunpowder is an example, right? They thought gunpowder was magic and the work of the devil. And it was prosecuted for years and years and years. Or, you know, different forms of metallurgy that were like, oh, well, this can't be correct. So we're just not going to do anything with it for hundreds and hundreds of years. So there's a lot of of um, religious and social controls that kept technology from advancing. Like, think about where it would be if the 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 dark ages never happened and the Renaissance continued and just never stopped. You know, so I'm like, we had a hard time of it. So. It, if the, I mean, there's got to be somebody else, you know? Did you ever have, like, any experience in the Navy that, like, confirmed? No. We, uh... Hmm. I stepped too late last night playing Baldur's Gate. Um, no, we did... I, I've heard of underwater things, though. You know, underwater creatures that can't be explained, underwater noises. Um, but no, as far as anything above the water. But I mean, like I said, it's got. There's got to be somebody out there. There, can't. Well, there can't not be somebody the, out there. Like experiences that I've heard from the military come from the Navy. Like, yeah. Well, we're the furthest out. We project our power. We project our force so far out. Right. Air Force is all stationed in the U.S. You know, Marines and Army don't look up. Navy's got all the sensors to look around and see things. Personally, I and haven't. I guess it. a lot of it's kind of also um, goes deeper into the accessibility of uh, there's like aircraft carriers. So, like, if you do catch something kind of crazy out there, you can just send a plane out and be like, what's that? And you find something that you can't really explain. Yeah, we had we had destroyers, we had healers on the destroyers, but they weren't going anywhere fast. Yeah, I. But essentially, what I've gathered from it is, this guy. Uh, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Um. But he said that. Um, he pretty much said, like, yeah, aliens exist, and we have not exactly made contact, but have we've seen them? Yeah, I mean, like I, we've seen things from other planets here. I, I can believe it. I mean, there's just, there's just got to be stuff out there. I've always been a skeptic with a lot of that kind of stuff. Um, Because there's 
Also, that one guy. Uh, the heck was his name? That really famous alien abduction. Um, I'm trying to find his name. But he got like abducted in, like. The seventies, I think, or maybe the eighties, and it was like this huge thing, and people still use it as like the um, uh, poster child for like alien abductions, and say that's like the biggest proof ever. And I am so skeptical of it all the time like I'm like okay so this guy went out on a freaking drug bender in the desert for a week and because he doesn't remember any of that you think that there's no possible explanation other than aliens But I'm trying to find the guy's name, and I can't figure out what it was. Right. But anyways, um, what else do we got? So, do you remember back, um, during COVID, mm-hmm. we had the Island Boys? The Island Boys. Yeah, and just they became the internet's punching bag for a while. Yeah. Yeah, did you know they're back? No. I thought they left. I thought, you know. Yeah, they're back and in the like weirdest, creepiest way ever. Mm. They have made an OnlyFans account. Wild. And are like actually doing shit with each other. No, no, that's enough for me. And they're like, it's not like just normal, like they're they're actually brothers. Like, it's not like a facade that they put on. They're actual fraternal brothers. That's crazy. And are now like doing incest. Born essentially on OnlyFans. People that desperate. Well, they, I mean, the Island Boys, like, just live off of clout. Like, that's all they have. Like, they will do anything. Yeah. At all for clout. Like, they, they take the, um, the, thought of like no such thing as bad publicity too far which i mean a lot of people do nowadays because they had that one like they had like that tiktok person who was like faking abuse from her boyfriend and like destroyed her boyfriend's life and she was like yeah that didn't happen i just want people to pay attention to me Mm -hmm. 
but where, where are some other ones? We've had a lot of weird clout chasers over the years. It feels like it's all picked up like since COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. COVID, COVID was a big deal. COVID was, COVID was like the rise of YouTubers. And, and and I don't mean like they came out, but like the rise of like the, the little indie groups and stuff like that. So a lot of people were stuck indoors. And uh, there wasn't a lot to do. And a lot of people... But there's also like how I said society's changing a little bit. You know, the younger generation's changing a little bit. People don't want to meet other people, so they sit behind avatars and do it, which is... I mean, fine. That's expressing yourself, but that's. I feel like it's change. like I don't mean to be like some old key man and like blame uh blame like TikTok for all the world's problems, but <laughs> I feel like TikTok is like a bit of the root of the problem because I feel like. Prior to COVID, TikTok was like the big punching bag of the internet. Like people yeah. like, oh, this is like this huge cringe platform and I don't want any sort of association with it. But then people were stuck at home with nothing better to do and just home all day. A lot yeah. of people couldn't work from home so it's like you were literally just stuck there so people started going on tiktok just to see like what it had to offer like they had nothing else to do all day yeah so it's like from there like so many people found a platform and then they started doing like the stupid prank videos like staying at target all night after closing and the most confusing thing to me is like who who watches half of this stuff and like finds it entertaining. Like I literally don't understand. Like I understand like sometimes there's like children who find dumb shit entertaining or will sometimes go on to like a video on TikTok or a live stream or something and then just kind of not do anything. Like just kind of linger there. But who the heck are the people who watch this stuff and actually find it like actually entertaining? I don't know. Uh, well, people like all kinds of different things. It's it's a lot of rabbit holes you can go down. You can go down. <clears throat> There's a lot of depths to different things, right? Like, I'm a big supporter of the furry community, right? But I'm not a fursuit guy. Like, that's not something I would do, you know? Um, like the the NPC streams, for example, where you like gift them actual money and then they just like emote for you. Like, what's the appeal in that? People are bored. Bored enough to watch someone say the same three things for two hours. They, people don't have hobbies. They don't have a lot of stuff going on, or they're stuck at home. You know, and you know, it's like. People try to find entertainment and just try everything. Yeah, but there's so much oversaturation of just content out there now. Like, there's yeah. there's so many YouTubers, there's, like, so much other shit on TikTok, even, that's fun to watch. I mean, there's a new show dropping on some streaming service, like, every week. Like, 
Yeah. How is that like what you sit there and want to watch? It's just so baffling to me that some people uh, like sit down and find that as like actual quality entertainment. Mm-hmm. I know. And uh, it's just such a weird, it's a weird job. Like I, I respect the people who do it in a way. Like I would do it. Yeah. Cause like you get so much money for just saying they're saying like the same three things. But where's the entertainment in just like watching that? You got me, man. People people are weird. But anyways, anyways. you've gone on for a little over an hour. Yeah, a little over an hour, so I think that's a good place to wrap up. Any any last words you want to get out there, Benny? Nah, just everybody, everybody keep an open mind about everything. That's what stuff the world needs right now. And a lot of the a lot of the the boomers and the and the older older generation. I guess I'm technically a boomer, but like a lot of the older generations aren't aren't keeping an open mind about things, and they want things to stay the same. But the world's not the same as it was, and we're gonna see that more and more going forward. You know is is people of our generation start to do things and start to get power and start to do stuff. It's always, it's always been that way though. Yeah. And the more progressive people always win. Like newspaper used to be seen as a horrible invention. Yeah. Look where we are now. But that seems like a good place to wrap up. Uh, We will do this again soon and have a, good episode two of this Mm -hmm. all right say goodbye benny see you guys bye 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 bye